Welcome to A Pitcher of Beer with Stick It In Your Ear, a 24-year-old record store in Springfield, Missouri. I'm your host, Nathan Weidman, here with owner Wes Nichols to drink beer and unlock the black holes of his mind. So grab a beer and attempt to understand the wealth of useless but kick-ass information. All right, number 12. No. 14. 14. Ha, ha, ha. Time flies when you're having fun. Okay, we talked about the 90s last time, so... Really a good decade, man. The 90s were uh, the last vestige of what I call, you know, old rock and roll, where new bands could break and uh, FM radio still meant something. I mean, it was skewed and, you know, there was a lot of crap, but there was also, you know, an, an ability to see new bands or to hear about new bands. I mean, I don't, this is now where you really come in as a young man. Mm-hmm. And you you know you grew up late '90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s. What was the landscape like for you? I mean, had things already gone away from radio by then? Were you guys into the finding out about you know songs through other people, the internet? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I didn't grow up with the internet. Uh, we couldn't get the internet unless you had free AOL minutes. Uh, but uh, no, other people, I think, was mainly the, the deal. That's how I found out about ska and nice. Uh, nice. Know, punk music. I mean, nice. Nick did. Well, Blink-182, I didn't, it's another one that I found out from someone else. You know, you can borrow this. We borrowed everything. You know what, as, as the older I, that I become, and the more I kind of look, the one saving grace about a world that is totally overtaken by clear channel and conglomerates like that is that you do get what I would never think would be acceptable, but a kind of a pop punk landscape out there that you blink is on the radio. Mm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I know we take it for granted because they're played all the time and my chemical romance, those groups I will honestly say probably back in my day wouldn't have had a chance. I mean, we never heard Elvis Costello on the radio. We never heard the Boomtown Rats on the radio, Split Ends on the radio. You barely got to hear the cars because they were, you know, accessible enough that uh, that FM radio would play it. But, you know, there is kind of a saving grace is that the, every once in a while, the big boys take a chance on something that you... I don't think you would have heard those bands back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Blink and... Uh, well, look at Buck Cherry was on the radio, too. Right, back, right. Yeah, back then, that would have been unheard So, of. I mean, you can bitch and moan about it, which I do a lot because of how restricted the format is and how little... Literally, man, if, you're, if you sat down for a 12-hour period and wrote down the song and how often it appeared in that 12 hour, it would make you sick to your stomach oh, yeah. because it's the same 30 songs in heavy, medium, and light rotation. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you'll hear, and I think classic rock is probably more guilty of that now because it's the same fucking four Zeppelin songs. It's yeah. the same... And people go, well, you know, you, uh, I you don't. I say you don't hear Alice Cooper on the radio, but that's a lie. You do, but it's the same three, four songs. You don't hear 
really anything from Welcome to My Nightmare. You don't hear anything from Killer, you know, and that's just how radio has shrunk. But with that said, it's kind of nice to know that every once in a while you do get that variation and, you know, current radio does include kind of the fringes, which is kind of pop punk or even blues. You know, I remember a few years ago being blown away that, that rock radio was playing Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And although they shrunk back to not playing them, they at least kind of did for a while. And yeah. maybe that's what the end of the 90s and the beginning of the 2000s showed us that as a majority, I think it's shitty radio. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm willing to say that. Yeah. But every once in a while, they'll break somebody that would have never gotten a chance. Like a group like AWOL Nation. Yeah. That's a fringe song, the hit they had a few mm -hmm. years ago. Those are songs that are, like them or not, are bizarre songs that probably should not have ever had radio play. Yeah. You know? Uh, even you can go far back as, as the early 90s when Beck... You know, with Loser and Beer Can and those songs, mm -hmm. I was blown away. And I thought really, the early mid-90s, we were going to get a renaissance in radio having the freedom to play. And it was actually just, you know, just tickling our balls. Fluke, yeah. Right, it was a fluke. But uh, that was about the time that uh, they started buying up radio stations until now. The illusion that we have a choice. The mm -hmm. illusion yeah, well, I think, you know. and right there on the verge of, uh, you know, beginning to, of the 2000s was when satellite radio came. Sure. To, you could get it in your car. It wasn't like it came with it. You had to put it in your car. Do you, think, it, it do was, you uh, think that satellite radio, Pandora, any of the stations, do you think in some ways that kept FM radio honest? Because their playlist was so wide, mm. and or do you think they didn't give a shit? FM says we have our no. corporate sponsors, yeah, I, and we don't give a. I fuck. feel like FM FM is kind of like local television. You you have to have it in some certain aspect of, and people aren't going to pay for something. That's the same thing, which is what XM turned out to be. I think like, you're right. In the very beginning, XM was like, we're new, you might have to pay for it, there are no commercials, there's no... And then XM just turned into, oh, you gotta pay for this radio, and it's the same. I, I mean, I wouldn't call it... You had more variety, I would say, and more like a niche channel, but still, I, I quit paying for it uh, three or four years ago just because... It was the same, like, your top 20, you know, we're going to play this every right. two or three hours. Which and is that, that 20. was what they were supposed to be, you know, internet yeah. radio was supposed to pride themselves on having, a, you know, a, a, a million, a million yeah, songs you, you at, at, at your to, fingertips. We've got this alternative rock channel and we're playing alternative rock, which you still get it unedited, you still get it, like, it, it might not be the most popular song, you know, I, I think... Kings of Leon used to be on there all the time, but they would play the old stuff, you know, like right, Taper Gene right. Girl. And the, the, well, you know, the, the, what radio plays and what they can play are two totally different things. Yeah. And every time I go to L.A., I make it a point. There is a station out there that plays um, your guy. You love Springsteen and Little Stevie. He yeah. has his own radio station, mm -hmm. and he's... It's called Little Stevie's Garage. Yeah. And I've never seen a station that has played so many... Guys that were, wouldn't even get signed for an album. They'd play 
they would have a 45. Well, somehow he's found that 45 and he plays it. And it is one of the most entertaining radio shows I've ever heard because in an hour I might know, and I kind of pride myself in, in knowing a lot of songs and man, in that, in an hour, listen to little Stevie's garage. I bet in that hour, I know maybe two or three songs the mm-hmm. whole hour that I go, yeah, I know that song. Yeah. Which I don't know how he does it. It's amazing. But that's what internet radio, satellite radio, whatever you want to call the, the radio that's out there and not mm-hmm. what you and I know as FM or local radio. Yeah, but I, and I think that's how, like, radio changed, well, like, the reach of music, basically, because when you think about it... Uh, Little Stevie and Springsteen growing up on the East Coast, they had East Coast music. They didn't have the sure. shit that was from sure. California sure. unless some guy came up and like, and I heard this and you need to listen to it. It wasn't like, you know, radio had its reach, really, even back then. And it was producers, that payola kind of idea, again, is just, that music was popular there and that's what they paid to play on the radio. And don't you think those guys still have the spirit of, I'm going to listen to a 45, I'm going to get my lazy ass up and change it and yeah. put another 45. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the spirit of the, the, and if you guys out there have not heard, it is so worth your while to find, it was, it's Little Stevens and he, he's, garage. he's, uh, yeah. he's on and off with Springsteen, Little Stevens it. Garage. Yeah, I think they stream it on the internet. Anyway, you guys have to listen to that radio show because yeah. it is so uh, educational and and it's all, it's kind of pre-punk, but it's very garage yeah, and, and they're vast. Oh, they're vast in, And what those bands, Infinite. how they influenced right. the E Street Band. How they, and, right. and, it's, and it's not. The Stooges. Yeah, like, uh, and it's just stuff that. The Ramones, all yeah. these bands, they were listening to 45s. Mm-hmm. And you think you know everything, and you listen to shows. Like, and maybe there are other shows out there like that. You guys listening would probably know more about that than we would, but. But that show in particular, I know to be educational and just fucking infinite for, you know, finding out new new old groups. You know, these bands from the 50s and the early 60s who the labels wouldn't even give them, you know, yeah. give them enough money to make a full record. But they would make it, let them do a 45. Just some of the most... Well, and some of them aren't even people who are on labels. You know, groovy it's a, shit. Yeah, it's a, independent like, stuff. Yeah, this and, guy... Yeah. Check out my 45. And right. it was back then, right. and that's what... Yeah. You didn't have a tape, but... It reminds me a stuff. lot of uh, the, the guy in the uh, early 70s that started it on the West Coast, which was Dr. Demento. But his was mainly all uh, humor stuff, you yeah. know. Although he had some really obscure surf songs, but... It's a lot like Demento, but not humorous. All just, you know, pre-punk garage and uh, rock and uh, just, anyway, some amazing stuff. But getting back to from the 2000s up to the present, I, you know what? I was just thinking about this the other night because we were we were thinking, well, it's kind of that, that era doesn't have a whole lot to talk about. But I was thinking the other night, and it came to me, it was just an epiphany, that there's one genre that has forged ahead and their sales have never really suffered. Yeah. And that's radio metal. It is well, your five-finger death punches, yeah. your disturbs, your godsmacks, and if you don't like them, and I'm not a big fan of any of those guys, you guys, 
But it's pretty, when you're talking about good metal, you know, rock with, with some kind of hint and a melody, those guys, there's nobody better than those that I mentioned. The guys in Five Finger, they have kept that kind of going. Disturbed, Godsmack. I mean, they just keep filling halls, making millions of dollars. I sell a ton of them at the store. But every other genre has taken a hit. The folk, the 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 chick kind of uh, alternative, uh, the REM era, the the punk era, the the that that radio metal, radio playable metal, has always just like a dinosaur has forged on from from Sabbath. To you know, in the '80s, you could you know pull out bands and that were metal bands that kept going on, and, and even in post-punk periods. And in the you know you had the Cult in the '80s, and, and these other bands that were faux Steppenwolfish and, and refused to be a part of new wave or punk or whatever. And then that evolved into the '90s, and now you've got bands that have lasted 20 plus years. Godsmack, and and I'm probably missing a few. Uh, Buck Cherry is kind of, even though they haven't had mega, mega hits, they've had a few that have, have kept them in the game. Um, but I don't feel, I feel like that's not the only genre. Like, I, pop music's going downhill, all this new electronic stuff's going downhill. But for some reason, rap music is selling like no But other. it has had to change faces. Rap yeah, still does, so but it, now... It's evolved. Rap is almost, this, you're right. Yeah. It, it, it's almost... A bastardized term to call it rap because rap seems to come and go so quickly now. Yeah. These guys fade so quickly. But if you call it hip hop, it mm. seems to be a more contemporary. But you're yeah. right, it won't go away. But it's changed its face. Like these yeah, we, guys, we've, we've that, that my from, son and you guys know, yeah. like Tyler the Creator. It's a totally different yeah, spin. We've, we've evolved on from rap. NWA and sure. This, this, to like Chance the Rapper, and Tyler it's the not Creator. All, I, I feel like back when rap music, you know, when NWA and all that was starting, it was political and it very much so, uh, you know, had to do with the Rodney King deal and the. I mean, it was try, they were trying to conform this society to their their beliefs and what they went through, and now it's just, I you could throw this on and get high and. Listen, right, to it. right, it's not right. it's not one of those deals like you have to pay attention to this. We right, want you to. Right, it's not a message that. But there are some your crazy life. fucked up stories. Have you yeah. like have you seen the videos on this Tyler the Creator yeah, guy oh, where yeah. he throws up and he hangs himself? And, yeah, Goblin. you know you think that there's not album, you, you don't think there's anything that kind of in my generation the stuff that was the the shock rock was you know your Alice Cooper's yeah. your your Kiss and. You know, throwing up fake blood and the and the the whole kind of cool Vegas kind of performance video, but but even though there's not an MTV now, my son Max has kind of turned me on to these guys and go, Dad, you don't think they've got videos? They've yeah. got videos, they man. Just can't they put just them on go TV. straight to yeah. YouTube, and I'm just in shock. But I think even though I don't understand it. As as an old man now, my my dad would have gone, oh that's crazy, I don't want you watching it. But I understand going through it myself all yeah. my my youth. It's entertainment value. It gets your attention, okay. and that's what it's all for. 
It's, it's, it's the storytelling within the song that you can either, like you said, boogie to it and yeah, be, you, you know, yeah. getting, getting high or drinking on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Or you can actually pay attention, which I think a lot of these kids now. What I've noticed, too, with, these, with the younger kind of hip-hop cats is, and we, I talked to you about this mm-hmm. off camera, uh, off uh, audio at the store. <laughs> it's almost like they're appealing to a high school set of trials and tribulations of shit they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like the play and the songs are about strictly for them. Yeah. And not just the generation, but that high school uh, misfitty, don't fit in. And I think that's so important too, man. I mean, that's not my trip either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but the, the still... woe is me trip is not. But I understand how that is badass to a lot of high school kids that they they want to feel like man that 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 shit's talking yeah. to me and that's so well, important man these so guys, important. i think tyler creator is only like 22 or 23 you know like he i, I want to say when his first album came out he couldn't even drink like that i mean he was 18 or 19 see i didn't know i didn't know anything the, about that yeah that's so I, cool. I think and i think a lot like these guys are getting younger and younger but rap has all or hip hop, where it's opened this window, you know, kind of logic is white, and this guy sells more records, like as far as rap music and hip hop sure. goes, than any other yeah. rapper that's, that's out. That's amazing. And, it, and I just feel that's like amazing. rap has opened this window for a new kind of this spin on what rap used to be, and we're getting into this new age, and it's I I feel like. Don't you think the, their approach, though, is way more healthy, way more healthy and way more vibrant than a guy like Kanye West, yeah, who I, it's all about pushing the notoriety and the fact that they're on fucking TMZ or cable. Well, His career is done just from the simple fact that people, you can only go... I'm crazy and I'm a badass yeah. and I'm Jesus so far without yeah. backing it up musically. Yeah. There's something to be said for the flamboyance or the notoriety, but when it, it totally sucks up the entire time you could be making cool music that people yeah. get and understand, yeah. then you're fucking defeating your purpose. And I don't get it. I don't think a lot of people give a shit about him no. anymore. And I, I could be, so. you know, if I'm wrong, you guys... But I think he's a celebrity, man. He's like Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz wasted too many years out there, yeah. being a dude wearing fucking, uh, you know, uh, you know, who's the guy that, you know, died, you know, wearing his clothes and and spraying the cologne on him, and you know, he wasted a good ten years being the personality rather than the badass musician that he was on those. Mm-hmm. You know, let love rule and, and, well, and Mama I, said. Records. I think Kanye's had his time. Like when yeah. Kanye started, yeah. it was a whole different game, ball game. Right, and right. he was part of it, and he was, you know, just right there with Jay Z. And now right. he's he's right. hit this. Sure, I I am the middle of fucking everything. Right, you know, yeah. and there is no one better yeah. than I am. Well, and, and it kind of takes away from his it's, music. It's the puppet show technique when yeah. you got so much stuff up here going on. Mm-hmm. 
you don't understand it, what it brought you to the away, dance, yeah, which is it takes this. away from his right. image and right. his music and and and, well, and that said, I think he really is fucking crazy, and I think yeah. he knows something's oh, yeah. wrong with him, bipolar or whatever. I don't like the dude. I never have liked the dude. Uh, you, I think there's you got to be married. You got to be crazy to be married it, to it, into that family. Like, <laughs> yes, you, yes. You, now that's you, a whole different podcast. I'm not. Not related by the music realm is uh, the Kardashians. You know what I want to see, my friend, is here in about 10 or 15 years, when the whole fucking thing breaks down on the Kardashians, I want the cameras to be front and center when they all have, when they all go broke and file for bankruptcy and hate each other and get old. They go through menopause. I want the cameras to still be rolling when I don't, I don't that think shit goes on. But I don't think it'll happen. You know? Fuck, they've been on TV for like oh, 10 years God. now. I, what is, once again, America, come on, really? Really? Hey, but going back to I this. I would rather. This isn't. I'm not even going to say this what I'd isn't even, be doing. This isn't even, like, this is MTV related because if you think about how reality television started. Yeah. MTV was on the forefront. That and that's the and this is where that we is are probably now. the biggest irony that I've experienced and in my this, life is the realm that created music to be seen and heard in the in the greatest and highest way yeah. also was the first one and this is to where destroy it takes American us. culture. Yes. MTV created the Kardashians. If we go back far enough. This is well, where, the real this is world. Where we are the now. real world. It's was still the, on was, TV. Was the first. Was it's the still first on reality. TV. And it's so far from reality. It's so scripted. And so, you yeah. know, when you're telling me when you've got 18 to 25 year old males and females every week that are not fucking doing every drug in the world, uh, having car crashes. Uh, threatening each other, I'm going to kill you, and posting that shit, I don't trust it. And if no, you say all no. those people are drinking wine and telling each other how much they... It's all such yeah. a load of fucking horse shit. It's the furthest thing, because I was 18 to 25, and I know how fucking crazy I was. And you... <laughs> you, you, you yes, you don't even want to know, you know... The, the crazy and, and what what I'm saying is to make it short, it wasn't what you're watching on TV. Now. No, let's put no, it that way. Not even close. You know, when you're showing them giving each other cocaine enemas, all right, I'll fucking pay attention. I'll go. You know what? That's probably probably pretty right. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise, I don't fucking believe it. You know, helicopters bringing each other in on the beach, and or single roses made of. You know, diamonds and shit. Are you fucking kidding me? I want to see a dude that's been working under a car for 60 hours. It doesn't have the extra 20 bucks to take his chick out for dinner on the weekend. And I want to see them fuck and fall in love. You know what? We're, we're so off oh, of music right now. But, well, you know what? You know who did that? Who painted a real picture of that? Your man. Yeah. You well, know, you, Bruce Springsteen you, was the guy. And, and, you know, I'm not a big Springsteen fan. But you're talking about but, a guy even better than Dylan that painted a life yeah. that really was real. Well, On the you, weekends, all we got to do, we don't have enough money to do anything. Barely yeah. got enough money to put gas in our yeah. car and run each other really, up and down. And know. drink, buy enough money to drink beer mm -hmm. and fuck and get up and work another 60 yeah. hours. And then you turn around and you're 20 years older and nobody yeah. fucking cares. Yeah, when you That's take, the real fucking world. When you take the music out of all of that, you know, like even Nebraska probably one of the greatest albums 
he ever wrote. But when you take the music out of that, it gets real. I, I mean, if you it listen is. to it, is. if you black listen and white to that poetry story of yeah, life, you right. listen to that story and it's famine yep. and yes. heartache and yeah, and then that and even him growing up in Little Jersey, you know, yep. and he talked about his dad trying to get his car like he he might wake up one morning and his car won't start freezing yeah. outside yeah. that was a two hundred dollar car yeah. my pops could afford the well, last time our car broke down and, and, and i will say this using those examples bring us all the way back around to the current music scene which yeah. is i don't expect or profess to know how current music feels to the teenagers yeah. now. Yeah, that's true. But I hope, I hope that it is half as much as it meant to me when I was a kid. Yeah. And these songs that hit me straight between the eyes mm -hmm. when I needed it the most, I I tend to feel that they do. But but as a, as a wise and, man and said, that music's not for us. It still is for you, you, but I don't know. But that you, shit's not for me. It's for the kids. That, it's for you say it's that, for young and, people. And I don't feel like it does because I can listen to some of the same old, like Hendrix songs or Mellencamp, something like that, and it, you it, you still relate to it, right? Now, right? Yeah, I mean, you did then, but now and. You can listen to some of that stuff that's come out. Well, maybe 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 that's why they're at the store when know. these seventeen or eighteen or nineteen year old it. kids come in. Maybe that's why they're going back to buying I mean, fucking I just cougar. I just and don't. Yeah, maybe, but I don't you know? see like I don't see the the people coming in to buy Miley and the people coming in to buy Fergie right. have that kind of. You're right. Have that You're kind right. of uh, relationship with yeah. that music or yeah. that right. I understand. I the quality is not what it used to be. I, I don't judge that, but I don't pre, I, I don't think it's the connection that it uh, once was. You yeah, know, yeah. but I, hey, you know, I could be wrong. These these kids that listen to Chance go, man, have you heard that third track on that Chance? They, I can understand why that guy emotionally yeah. is connected to his music. Uh, yeah, whether or not talking. I give a shit about it, yeah. he's connected to it. And you have to respect that whether you give a fuck about rap yeah. or hip-hop or whatever. And that's cool. That's to be commended. Mm -hmm. And 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 kids but that listen to that, that maybe. Yeah. But yeah. some of this shit is like I made this for radio, and that that's what it's for. Right, sure. They're there to make a buck. I understand. And I feel like that's the way pop music and the music of today is going. I however you want to call it, it's right. going. I mean, that's why we have shit like fucking the Voice on TV. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, and I. I don't you know, know that I've, shit is just puke to yeah. me. And and yeah. Listen, I've got no problem affir affirming that ten million people can carry Could, a tune. Yeah. How many of those can write their own song? Yeah, exactly. That many. Yeah. That many. You don't. Or they be. Or they go. You know what? Tonight, I know everybody wants me to cover this fucking old James Taylor song, and and because I know they're all going to turn around for me. But you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to be on TV I'm one time, and movie. I'm going to play my own song, yeah. and nobody's going to be familiar with it. But I'll go when I'm 80 years old. I'm going to go. You know what? They kicked me off the first, but that's me fucking singing yeah. my own it song. Yeah, it was it was theirs. You know, it wasn't absolutely. It wasn't. Absolutely. And, yeah, and I feel You know, the like... first Doors album, I remember they had 
when Columbia, they were going to record with Columbia before in the 12th hour changed and Jack Holzman from Electra picked him up. Mm-hmm. And there was this old dude at Columbia that said, man, I like your songs, you young fellas, but you got to do two or three covers. And Jim walked out of that studio and looked at Ray and said, fuck Columbia. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time, Robbie and Ray and John, you know, they were all living hand to mouth. They didn't have money to pour piss out of a boot. Jim was living on some guy's uh, roof, mm-hmm. honest to God. Yeah. But it was very important to him that they not sacrifice their, their shit. Mm-hmm. He, he left, he went out on some drug binge in late 69, and the three of them were still in L.A., and Buick had approached him to uh, use Light My Fire, come on Buick, Light My Fire. Well, Jim wasn't around, and the guys, it was like, at the time, it was the biggest amount. It was like $1 million, $1.2 million. And of course it didn't. It wouldn't have been the end of their career, but it meant something to Jim. It was extremely important that they not whore the music to a corporate venture. Mm -hmm. So he comes back, and and Robbie says, well, hey, guess what? You know, here's a quarter of a million dollars. We sold, you know, the song, and Jim thought that was the end of the world. He said, how could you fucking do that? course it wasn't no but it meant a lot to him to not do that that hey there's other ways to to keep us out there for a hundred years and, than to sell it and to when you when it. you can write music and you know it's like bob dylan I, I like the guy could write music he couldn't sing for shit and i mean i right. i'm not a huge dylan fan but right. the guy could write music sure could. and you you don't have to be a good singer to sell good music right. and that and i feel like that's what bob dylan showed everyone sure like if you can you can get up there and you can tell people this story and it's good and and i feel like that's kind of why springsteen he owns all of his own music now right. you know jimmy elvine tried to screw him like right. h- however many people right. like right. try to screw you in the past right. he owns his own music and that that meant more to him than, than any, paying the bills, than any, you know, right, when right. he when he broke away from that from that company that signed him, what was that guy's name? Landau Management. Yeah, Landau. Yeah. yeah. Landau. So when he broke away, when they had that disagreement there before yeah. Darkness or whatever, uh, he he it meant more to him to keep his music than it did for him to get paid to, to get because money. that was his. Up yeah, front. yeah, and that was one of those. Well, deals. and Dylan, even though Dylan. Has sold a few things left and right. He has kept his integrity and prestige by not saying, "Okay, here's knocking on heaven's door. AT and T, use it. You know, mechanical rights. Use it for twenty four months, and then I get it back." Which is the smart mechanical rights Mm. are always the way to go. But he's done it in just little, little batches enough to make a lot of money but once again it's like Springsteen he's probably done it a few times here and there but you're not going to hear Born to Run on a on a fucking Michelin nope. or a Ford commercial you know and that's very that's important yeah I think Seeger said one time even though he sold he goes I I wanted if I sold my song I wanted it to be for a product that I would bleed for and mm-hmm. that was so such a great, and I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but it was pretty close to that, and it ended up being uh, like a rock for what was it Ford, and it, and it did, it meant yeah. something, and it was it really 
it hit home without going, oh, fuck, Seeger sold out yeah. that song to Ford. It went with it. It was Americana, and it made sense. And it, he probably had some say in, I want to see the, the short before used, you fucking yeah. put it up. And on bringing that back to today, like current music, Spotify, Pandora, and things like that are a great way for these bands. Right. Like these small time... Sure. They're not getting screwed. They don't have to be part of... I've got right. friends that have music on Spotify. That's beautiful. You know, you can That's get beautiful. people to listen to it. You can get people to hear that. And then when you go somewhere, like the Outland Ballroom, you sell fucking tickets. It's not about... I don't feel like it's about... I, I don't need to get into a record label. I don't sure. need them to hear this. I don't need them... But when I hang up a poster in the front of a store and somebody was like, Oh, hey, I know them. They sell tickets. You know, that's, people that's show awesome. up. That is awesome. And that's, and it's, and honestly, this day and age, touring and playing shows, that's how you make money. You don't well, make any money off CDs. Once again, once again, know? it's it's polarized. Yeah. You have the biggest corporate, and there are a few that make it through, not many. And then you have what, what, you, what you were just describing. It's called the homegrown effect. Yeah. Where you build it up yourself, but you know what? 32 or 39 percent of that money doesn't go to fucking Universal yeah. or MCA. It goes in your fucking pocket. Yeah. And you might the not bad have... side of that is you don't have their advertising power. So you well, have to pound it out, and you gotta you gotta play live mm-hmm. in a Springfield, Missouri, or a Rogers, Arkansas. But yeah. that's part of it, man. That's part and of rock and roll. You might not be a millionaire, make hundreds of thousands right. of dollars, but Those you mo- can get a part time job and offset that and sure. still do what you want to do. do I mean it depend it really depends on how much You know, that I'm music sure you can make a decent living out there, but you got to be you got to be number one you got you still have to be good. Yeah. You got to be oh, fucking good on your instrument, yeah. you know? Cuz you go to hell I end up in uh, Decatur, Georgia on a Tuesday night. I better be fucking good for somebody yeah. that's never seen me. Oh, yeah. Cuz when I come through again Instead of 27 people, there'll be two people there. And that's the bartender and the barmaid. Yeah. But if I'm good at what I do, there'll be 60 people the next mm-hmm. time. And, and all sure. the more reason. It's, it's so important that if if you really... What is, this, what is the saying? Be careful what you wish for. You yeah. want to be a touring musician. You want to be a rock star. You've got to play the shit. you got to be in the crappiest places. you got to get up with two hours sleep. you got to drive that extra three hours out of nowhere. you got to go from Dallas... To you know, Des Moines, Iowa, when you f- just want to sleep and you got to drive that. I mean, that's what it's always been, and I think maybe that's what it always sh- should be. Yeah. The future is that you gotta you gotta bleed for it. You gotta even now, which brings us to an end of the current. I think now you guys we're gonna we're gonna go back and start being specific with the groups. Yeah, we got a long way to go. A lot of podcasts to go. Uh, we're gonna have a, uh, a rock and horror trivia night in uh, Nixon, Missouri, at Rocco's on Saturday, October twenty first, from yeah. four to six. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it next time, but keep that in the back of your head. Uh, October twenty one, a couple, yeah, couple on weekends a, before Halloween so on a Saturday. Be, no big. We're plans. gonna have a lot of people out there. Four person teams. So if you if you if you're badass and you know your rock and roll, you know your music, come on out. Get you we'll get you a little buzz on. Well, if Pizzas, you if we you don't know prizes. if you don't know anything about rock and roll, it's Stay away. it's not no, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's it's still free to play. 
Like, you're not going to lose you, any money. And just because you don't know anything about rock and roll doesn't mean you can't drink a beer and, have a good and time. watch us. Yeah, have right. a good time. Yeah, That's just right. Come out and play. Right. We'll, we'll talk some more podcasts. Then yeah, to, uh, next we'll week we'll a, really hit this. Once again, uh, 4 to 6, so it doesn't fuck up with your Saturday night. Oh, 4 yeah. to 6 yeah. at Rocco's in Nixa, uh, Saturday, October 21st. And like I said, we'll open the podcast next week with... Uh, more details. More details. A pitcher of beer would stick it in your ear like we always do. And uh, take it easy, everybody. Rock on, bitches.